shit don't feel as good as it looks. I'ma keep it real with you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Booster Douglas, a.k.a. him over there, a.k.a. Heavy Stepper, I'm the Pepper Stepper, um, a.k.a. Jolly Saint Brick, because it's brick outside. <laughs> aka why every time we get some snow y'all buy up everything at kroger Baby. um and on the hotline as always is my wonderful and gracious co-host hey y'all it's your girl ali nicole aka your favorite little shit talker aka that bald-headed badass aka that sh- man it's fucking cold okay i'm so sorry and aka i'm tired of this fucking weather AKA Winter Sucks, AKA Fuck Groundhog Day, AKA Fuck These AKAs, I'm fucking tired of winter, okay? Listen, I've historically said that February, I'm just gonna cut straight to the shit, okay, Calvin? Because I have a rant in my heart. I see, I see. Listen, in Ohio, we know that December is going to be December's fuck, right? December could be very mild, give or take. January is going to be frigid as hell. January is always frigid. I hate it. But February is where all that fucking weather happens. Historically, the worst weather we always get in Ohio is in February. We're going to get snowstorms and 50 degree weather. It's going to be confusing as fuck through March. Like, this is that season. I, this is, this, this season right here is why I hate the Midwest. Like, this, I mean, like. This is why I thought I you hated to... the Midwest for a different reason. No, no, no. Honestly, it's the inconsistent weather because this is pneumonia weather. This is when niggas get sick. And we still have guys, global pandemic, touch on in every episode, moving right along. Like, it's, it, I just feel like I'm in a petri dish of <laughs> we need, We need, we need Gil to just, get, just give a sound bite every time we say the word COVID. Just like, bing. Just keep moving, right? <laughs> because it's like, it's, a, it's, 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 COVID is like that cousin that just overstayed his welcome and you're just like when are you gonna leave you know what i'm saying so it's just like all right all right i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little tired i'm a little tired you know so in just february okay i i hate the month of january january is always it january always feels like a monday after a party ass fucking sunday january is a monday of the year yes january always feels like you did Sunday fun day, and then you had to go to work the next day. That's what January feels like. January so, feels like all them niggas who went out on Sunday after the Bengals won and forgot they had real jobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what like, January feels like. January is, I just, I, ooh, so February is typically a smoother month. But be honestly, I get a break in February because the weather's fucked up. So, hell no, I'm not leaving my house. I, am, I do not leave my house in inclement weather. I don't leave my house if. My son does not have school. I am not reporting to work. If I, I do not move my car in this weather. And it's not because I can't drive. It's because y'all can't. And I fucking refuse to be not that's, only. That's what, everyone, that's what everyone says. To not only crash my car, but have to stand in the fucking cold for help on top of that shit. You would never stop hearing my mouth. So no, I do not move my car in inclement weather. I don't give a fuck what's going on. It's fucked up outside, and I get into a wreck, so I have to stand outside in fucked up weather. Oh, I'd be a miserable bitch. You know what's you would, fucked up? You would see the worst of me that day. 
<laughs> you know what's fucked up about this pandemic? This pandemic low-key ended, ended snow days. Because, like, so, tag me in. So everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in this NBA class or whatever. And, you know, they they already canceled classes for tomorrow. Our professor, you know, be was about to email us like, hey, y'all want to have class online? Because, you know, meet once a week. I understand it. I'm not complaining about that. But it was like the her provost, like her boss's boss's boss was like, we cannot do any class activity, you know, for fear of getting sued, right? Like if you offer, if you tell people online classes, you know, they may not have internet. The power may be out. They may have to drive somewhere. You just know. Mm-hmm. But I just thought about it. Like COVID really ruined school that uh, snow days because it's it it's inclement weather. Everybody, you say, well, go remote, right? Like you know, and and, and as an adult, I remember the first time, you know. It was about to snow, and my uh, boss at the time, instead of saying like, "Okay, you can stay home," or you know, you know, you can stay home if you can't come in, so just make sure you give you, you give yourself enough time in the weather to get in. I'm like, it's about to be seven inches outside. What do you, what do you mean? Wake up early? Like that whole like adulting thing really just punched me in the face when he when he said that. I was like, okay, make sure you give yourself an extra half hour or something. You know, if you need to get in, I'm like, suck. I remember one time I was, this is back when I was still living up north and I had to work downtown and it was in February because of course it was. And just, bam, it took me an hour to get from the outlet mall, basically, or a little past that, a little past that to, to, to Westchester. It took me, it took me like a smooth, like 45 minutes to an hour. And I still had an hour to go. I called, I called my, I called him. I was like, yeah, it's, it's slow for you. It's slow for me, big dog. Like, it took me an hour to get to the 275 interloop, and I still have an hour to go. Nah, I'm, I'm a, like, we can, I'm a chalk it, right? So, but, you know, I, going into Kroger, and not even going to Kroger, because I, I tried to plan it where, you know, I had some, didn't need to start going to Kroger. Y'all have lost y'all, y'all rabbit ass minds. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Ain't. Yeah, this fucking, it, it, whoo. So yeah, so speaking of which, so after work, because uh, y'all know me, I am lazy when it comes to the grocery store. Cannot, ooh, I don't know what it is about the grocery store that like irks my spirit. I fucking hate the grocery store. I have to give myself a pep talk in order to go into the grocery store. And honestly, I can't do the shopping I want to do in like the space I like, like Target. I don't know what it is about Target. I love Target. But Target is not like a grocery store, okay? I'm not buying Target is a store that has groceries a little bit. Exactly, a little bit. Like they'll get you together, but I'm not going to Target to go grocery shopping, so that doesn't even sound right. So I have to go to a whole Kroger, like Trader Joe's. Like I have, like if I'm going because you a bougie bitch. (laughs) I mean, Whole Foods is like okay, it's an experience for me. Like I like Whole Foods, and I can eat a little bit. I can shop. I can get a cup of coffee. Like it's like you know. Target stands a vacuum. <laughs> like, I need, like, cool, I can hang out. I don't feel bad hanging out in a Whole Foods. Now, Kroger's, I am in and out of that bitch. Like, I, woo, I refuse. And I moved back to, I mean, I moved back to Forest Park. So that Kroger's right there, I see every fucking body, bro. And if you know me, you are liable to catch me at the store looking fucking crazy. You can't do that shit in the neighborhood you grew up in. You're going to run into somebody. You're going to run into somebody, auntie, cousin, uncle, play cousin, 
some nigga uh, I've been avoiding since we graduated. Like I'm trying. Woo, going to the going to the grocery store. Damn, 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 girl, I had a crush on you since junior high. Shut up, nigga. Ooh, it's just it's honestly adding to the list of reasons why I can't wait to. Like, oh my god. Anyway, so. I walk into Kroger's after work today, and lo and behold, I see both of my sisters. I see my twin sister and my older sister. And I'm like, shit, what's up? Mind you, the aisles, like the line for the fucking to pay, down the goddamn aisles, bro. I was miserable. The wall, bro, I literally said, this don't make no fucking sense in the middle of the aisle, bro. Like, cut, bro, had the entire store weak. Don't nothing make black people more angry? Besides, you know, racism, but even then, like having to wait <laughs> in line for some shit, we let let us have to wait more than like five minutes for anything. If it's traffic, we hate traffic. We hate motherfucking <laughs> like anything that we feel like we got to wait for no real reason. We are just not here for that shit at all. Feel me? So this is the thing. I honestly, traffic doesn't bother me if I ain't got nowhere to be. I don't traffic. But here's the thing: traffic never appears when you can just take a leisurely stroll. It's always when you're already five minutes late. Yeah, like girl, uh, uh-uh. uh, like traffic doesn't bother me unless I desperately have to be somewhere. If I ain't got nowhere to be, talk mm, it. I so, just, I just hate. I feel like traffic is is the car version of waiting in line, and we know that I am a very impatient individual. So me just, and also it always it always. It always seems that the traffic was caused by some stupid shit. There's never a real reason on why there's a traffic. So you're just like, all right. Exactly. So, no. So I walk in. I see my sisters. And I'm like, shit. Y'all look like y'all gonna finna be in this line. And they were already in line. So I said, fuck that. Y'all look like y'all finna be here for a little while. Wait right here. <laughs> Let me go hurry up and grab my little items. And I'm gonna be right back. By the time I finish my little quick five minutes around the store, they were right at checkout. I said, this is fucking God. This is God. This is God. So the universe knows I hate the grocery store. And at least I'm trying to be responsible and not have somebody like, I'll be honest. I don't like using DoorDash and Uber Eats and delivery services during a snowstorm because I think them niggas should be at home. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. My guilt won't let me well, yeah, do like it. During, you like, know what I'm saying? Like, come, like, I will go to the store before, like, quick as possible on some real quick shit if I have to. But, baby, let me tell you, I do not. I think everybody, if it's going to be like that, if the grocery stores are packed out and it's going to be nuts, everybody should be at home, including those employees. Like, no, shut the city down. Everybody go home. Like, the same, the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt, again, ding, early pandemic. Like, I didn't like ordering doordash because i'm like fam you out here risking your life you know what i'm saying when everyone else is home you should i I want you to be home too i understand you got to make your money so you know what i'm saying but i but if everybody else is at home i feel like you should be at home too so and that's how i feel but but so i felt like the universe just knew that bitch i know you don't want to be here let me bless you with some company because me and my sister cut up in the grocery store that was some fun ass shit like we cut up because anytime y'all Two out of three of y'all are in the same place. It's it's absolute anarchy and tomfoolery. Exactly. So, and it's fun as fuck, bro. You know what, bro? Kicking it, going to the grocery store with your sibs is fun. Going to the I wouldn't know my only child, ma'am. Yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is the one benefit of having siblings. I'm so sorry, Calvin. But like, I'm talking to the niggas, strictly for the niggas, bro. Like, (laughs) growing up with siblings was fun because I had somebody who knew my parents 
about as well as I did. So I always had somebody to talk shit to. Your mama got me fucked up, bro. Hey, bro, go get your dad. Because it's it's always like them. You never take ownership of anybody when they're doing some fucked up shit. Because we do that with our friends. Like, your little friend out here wilding right now. Like, I'm... (laughs) Like just some, your little or, friend out here doing some honestly, bullshit right now. My parents, but see, my parents would be like, "Hey, bro, you need to go talk to your sister before I do," and then I can go pull my sister's coat down and be like, "Hey, bro, tighten up." You know what I mean? Like growing up with siblings was cool as shit. So I just, you know, I don't, I don't take for granted those relationships. And sometimes you need a friend, and you're you. The, I just so happen my twin sister is my best friend. I just so happen to be related to her. So it's those relationships you cherish and, you know, hold your siblings a little tighter. Absolutely. For sure. So Calvin, would you like to actually, why don't you explain the sport? Oh yeah. So here's what's going on in the world of professional football. First and foremost, um, shout out to uh, the Los Angeles Rams, as well as, the team from Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals, did not bungle and ended up winning the entire AFC. Not only did they win, they came back down 18 points they against won the best. Because I was watching the game, I watched the past couple games, and now they're. You're welcome. Uh, okay, sis. You sure? Sure. Beautiful gowns, wonderful gowns, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know. So, you know, shout out to them. Um, but in, tr- in true Cincinnati fashion, they can never have a spotlight for too long because today, I want to say, either today or yesterday, Brian Flores. So Brian Flores is a coach. He's a former coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, so basically, in, in lame's terms, he took over a team that was super shitty, right? So imagine your record label is like just trash, trash-ass SoundCloud artists. Who ain't got no hits, no nothing, right? And you got to an A&R him to, like, be great. He didn't make them great, but he made them good. Like, the team right. went from, like, 1-15 in 15 to, like, 5-10 like and 10 and then, like, one had, like, winning seasons the last two years. So he's, like, doing the – he's making a do with what he's got. Word to Mariah, right? I'm going to give the best with what I got. But they, they fired him anyway. It was kind of a sh- – it was a shocker. It'd be like – It'd be like someone, like, say uh, Kanye or, you know, say Jay-Z did a verse for someone. Right. And they chose not to use the verse in the album. Like, they didn't, they said, nah, we ain't going to use the Jay-Z verse. It'd be, it's, it's, that, it's that sort of like, nigga, what? Oh, like, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, excuse me? You better have a real good reason for not doing that. Right? So, it was expected to be like, he would be like the hottest free agent candidate of head coaches. Because he's shown that, like. He can make chicken shit into chicken salad. He can turn lemons into lemonade. And right. so if you give that nigga some better lemons, he may have you some better lemonade, right? But he ain't, he ain't get the job. And so and also he's from Brooklyn. And the New York Giants job was open. So Brooklyn nigga, hometown team, he really excited. He think he got a shot. So then he gets a, and he gets a text from Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick right. is his former coach, right? Like he, he, used, he came up under Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is his OG, right? Mm-hmm. So B- Bill Belichick hit him like, hey, man, congrats. I heard you got the job. He's like, uh, is there something you know that I don't know? He's like, 
Giants? Question mark, exclamation point. You know how we talk, like Giants. Right, right. He's like, uh, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I have an interview, I have an interview with him <laughs> on Thursday. You know, I, I really think I have a shot. He's like, yeah, man, I heard from the guys over at, you know, Buffalo and, and, and the Giants that like, you know what I'm saying? It's yours if you want it. I hope it works out for you if you wanted to. And that's when he realized, that's when Brian Flora realized, like, he texts Bill. He's like, Bill, just for clarification purposes, who do you think you're talking to right now? Brian Flores, which is him, or Brian Dable, another former Belichick guy who's white, who, spoiler alert, eventually ended up getting the job. Mm. Bill, and this is probably the most relatable Bill Belichick's ever been. So Bill Belichick is like a curmudgeon. Like, he don't talk to he 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 treat everybody the way the Beyonce treat the media. I don't talk to you niggas. I'm just here to coach. I'm just here to perform and get the fuck out. That might have been the most relatable Bill Belichick has ever been because I too have been a has been a, where not only did I send the wrong text to the wrong person, but I sent the text to the person the the, the person I shouldn't have sent that text at all to. Like, you ever talk about somebody and then send them the message that you're supposed to send to somebody else of them, of you talking about them? No, no, never. <laughs> Absolutely never, never. Honestly, no. The closest I got was sending a screenshot to somebody that probably shouldn't have known what was in that screenshot, but it was harmless if they did. Like, uh, it didn't, you probably didn't need to know it, that. What Bill Belichick did was, a, was, was, the, uh, was the equivalent mm-hmm. of sending the screenshot of the conversation to the person you screenshot it, right? Like, on the yeah, look edition. And so, and Bill was like, listen, Bill better than me, because I would have found that out. Brian Flores would have never got a text back from me. Bill would read it. He was like, yeah, man, sorry, I, I, I fucked up. I reread the text, and yeah, they looks like they're going with, you know what I'm saying, Brian Do- Dable. The problem is, he he hadn't interviewed yet. Oh, so... See? <laughs> Yeah. So the more so that the prob- I hear about this story, and like as as I was reading it, and I was unraveling, like I'm not gonna lie, the ether beat started playing in my head. <laughs> like, so he still got to he still got to go through this interview, even though it was kind of let to, let him to know, like, hey, bro, you ain't getting a job. Mm-hmm. And so people may ask, like, well, why the fuck did he have to go through the interview? Why did they have to interview him if they knew they didn't want him? The NFL has something called the Rooney Rule, named after um, the old Pittsburgh Steelers um, owner, uh, like Art Rooney, right? Or whatever his name, Rooney, which basically says, like, in order, it, was, it was kind of to combat the good old boys club that was permeating the NFL back, you know, it came in across in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where it's like, you, ha- in order, you have to interview a minority candidate for your head coaching job. Because it, you know, in a in a uh, in a league where the players are seventy percent black, there was like there was like no black. You know what I mean? Like just even if you did it at random, you would at least find a couple niggas, right? So they instituted that rule basically where if you hire if you hire somebody and you haven't interviewed a minority candidate before you hire this person, we're gonna like take away some draft picks, find you. We're gonna like. We're going to fuck up your business, fuck up your money. Right. So a lot of these places, you know, they, in, or, in order to make sure they're in compliance with the rule, they go ahead and they interview one, you know, they try to interview, make sure they interview one or two minority candidates. Mm-hmm. Problem is, as you can probably see, 
they still want to hire who they hire, right? Like part of the whole right. point about this being racist and everything like that is implicit bias where you feel like black people can't be as smart as white people and you, all you know in your quote-unquote circle is like these white folks. So you just go roll to people that you know. It's a cycle, right? So what he said, you know, he said that like he going through this whole interview, this whole dinner, knowing that they about to give the job to old boy. And he said this, this actually wasn't the first time that something like this happened where in like 2019, 2018, um, John Elway and the Denver Broncos showed up to like the employers showed up to the interview hour late and, and looked to shovel like they just been out drinking last night. Right. Mm -hmm. So he decided, fuck this shit. <laughs> and, and, and filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL. Um, you know, including the Giants. He also included that the Dolphins, um, you know, try to pay him 100K per loss, you know, to try to get better draft position. And he's filed a class action lawsuit. Now, it's hard, it's, it's easy to, it's hard to prove racism in a court of law. Like, that's, that's hard. Like, we can all see it, but like, the burden of proof for something to be systemic and something to be systemically racist is, is hard. So he has an uphill fight. But, and he, his lawyers are from New York, you can touch on his, 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 his lawyers in a second, is, right. you know what I'm saying? Because he's from New York, his lawyers from New York, like, they're trying to, they're, they want to take the shit to trial. Because the thing is, the, the same reason the NFL uh, settled with Colin Kaepernick was because they didn't want to get to a, fa a phase called discovery. And so discovery, for those who aren't, you know, as familiar, basically means like the plaintiff and the defendant can go look at the shit, which means they can subpoena emails, they can subpoena phone calls, you know, they can subpoena just all sorts of shit. And the NFL settled with Colin Kaepernick because they did not want them shits to come out. So the question is, is will this case, this class action suit, which may also means other people can kind of join in and put their name on the suit. Like, Brian Flores is like the head person, but other people, you know, if they feel so inclined, can do so. So we're going to see if, if it gets to discovery, that's when the shit gets really spicy. Because that means emails are, 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 are being subpoenaed and put in the public record. Phone conversations can be subpoenaed and put in the public record. People can be disposed, you know, so that's when it gets real spicy. Though. But do you have something do you want to mention about his, uh, what, what you, Olivia Pope? I think that Brian Flores absolutely has an Olivia Pope right now. Because how the fuck do you navigate this situation as just an average smart nigga with a couple text messages disrespect? Like, I'm, there is a fucking team behind him. Or there needs to be. So I'm just like, bro, like, this is some shit. This is, and like, and y'all know me how I am about sports, but I love when sports gets juicy. Like, this is some, that's why I wanted. This is some this, gossip girl ass shit. This is this is this is your this is your bag. This is your this is your. Oh this my is your god! Bag. I was reading his statement like, wow, it's he. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it. I hate it here. Just so you know, I am, I am I was, not here for your ass. bullshit today. I was like, ooh, tea. Yes, honey, spill. What is the dish? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, he just basically said, called y'all everything but a child of God. Bro, my man, my man, my man. Your man left you for dead, ho. <laughs> 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 
You are. You are. I love when men, bro, because they, you know what I love the most about it. This is a messy ass shit, and there's not a bitch involved. <laughs> the women are truly in women's business right now. These niggas are messy. <laughs> Bro, name the biggest gossip you know. It is a nigger. And this is absolutely it. How long has he been sitting on this tea? <laughs> it actually it happened honestly, I don't it happened last week. So also See? the text the text messages were from like Baby, you see I, a, a week ago. Like you said, rumors and gossip have made it around the world twice while the truth is putting his shoes on, because honey. And if we're going to get to the bottom of it, I can't wait for Discovery. Discovery is probably my favorite part of, like, law. Like, yes, spill the tea. Spill it. Drop the fucking files, the evidence, the subpoenas, honey. The drama. Oh, my God. I love it. The headlines are flashing. I love the Discovery portion. Because, baby, it's literally like hanging up dirty laundry. Oh, you got this one. You got that one. Oh, who else? Who else? (laughs) I love good tea. Who doesn't? Like, who doesn't? I say it all the time. Gossip is human nature. But the way y'all use gossip can be harmful. And that's the shit I don't like. Hearing some tea and just putting that little feather up under your cap. A little bit. That's no harm, no foul. That conversation shouldn't drop. But no. Nigga, uh uh-uh. Y'all be using gossip and being harmful about it. And that's what I don't respect. Because, like, if you know, like, for instance, it's gossip if you know two people do not fuck with each other. And you telling me that kind of, I don't need to know all that. If I don't like the person, there's nothing good that's going to come out of my mouth. Or, like, or you know, it's, 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 harmless well, tea. Because mm. it's also like, there's the thought, the, the line between harmless and harmful is very thin, right? Because what could be harmless to you could be harmful to someone else, right? Like, we talk all the time, like, if we started running them, our mouths about the shit that we knew, the city would burn down before the Super Bowl, right? Like, we talk about that shit, but like, it's harmless because it doesn't necessarily affect us directly, but it, it does affect yeah, others, that's right? That's just like you got to be careful with the tea you decide to spill. You know what I mean? And how you decide to talk about it, and, and you who know, you who decide to talk to, and who it affects. Like you have to be like a little bit of tact. Like there's some shit you should just not be repeating. So, um, but that's I mean that's always been my take. But men, this proves. Listen, this NFL tea is absolutely proves my point when I say men always have the best tea. Because, honey, this is the juiciest piece of information I've had all week. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's so messy. And here you go, Bill Belichick, sitting over there being rich and white and influential. I wonder how he's going to get out of this one because he's not, not going to be. Well, in fairness, well, actually, it's easy for him to get out of it because, like, he, you know what I'm saying? He ain't do anything wrong. He thought he was, you know what I'm saying, congratulating his homie. He was, congr- but he said it to the wrong homie. Like, there was nothing malicious about his. You know, you know what I'm saying? His shit wasn't malicious. It's, it's part of the game. Like, the thing is, he's trying to prove, you know, prove the system. You know what I'm saying? The, the fact that, like, we know we about to go with old boy, you know what I'm saying, before you even get an interview type shit. So it's like, and and a lot of it's also about the quality of coaches versus the quality of coaches that get hired versus coaches that don't get hired, right? Like, you know, again, speak funny, you say Olivia Pope, but, you know, the quote, her and uh, Papa Pope have like you got to be twice as good to get half of what uh, uh, of what they got, right? right? It shows up in the NFL, especially because again, the play the the players are seventy percent black, but as the higher you go into, you know, leadership and everything until you get to ownership, where there's no black owners and there's one person of color owner, you know what I'm saying? Like that glass ceiling keeps coming into play, where 
the one black coach that we have now is the coach that's been there for like 15 years. It's Omar Epps. I mean, Mike Tomlin. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Just like he's the one and he's been there for 15 years. I'm like one, two, super, like a Super Bowl. Like that's how good he has to be to keep his job. You know what I mean? Like, right. like the Brian Flores in particular, like he got fired after a winning season. Like they fired him on his day off after he won. You feel me? So it's like, you know, just that sort of thing is really, it's hard to prove in a court of law, but everybody who know the game know the game. So Exactly. So. I'm interested to see what happens next, which is funny because I don't give a flying fuck about sports, but this is interesting. Speaking of which, shout out to our Bengals. I'm actually really proud. Like, I'm really proud. Like, and I know it's probably like a hometown, you know, thing, but yeah, like I'm really actually excited about the Super Bowl. More than anything, I'm excited about the social aspect about it. Like, y'all are going to show y'all ass my full ass are you are you kidding me i don't i took pto because it was february 14th not knowing that that was like after super bowl sunday so i am off that monday oh i'm getting ready to be ignorant belligerent and out of my fucking mind pay me no attention like if you see me no you fucking did like just ignore me (laughs) it's just you know what i'm saying like it's um like, I'm not a Bengals fan, but I'm not a hater, if that makes sense, right? Like, I ain't going to hate on you. I ain't going to hate. Like, it's just, you know, you know, the city, the city is happy. And, it's, and, it's, and living where I live, you just hear random who days all throughout the day. So the city is happy. Um, and ain't nothing, ain't nothing better than some unexpected wins, right? When you get a win that's unexpected, you're like, oh, shit. Like, like, like. This feels like the, the the rich man's version of finding twenty in your pocket that you ain't that you ain't know you had. This was this feels like that for the city. So. Yeah, I agree. So it's just like it just I don't know, like very very I don't know. What's crazy is that it leaped out of me. I was watching the game. Of course, I was watching the game, and out they when that um it was in overtime, and he intercepted the ball, bro. The scream that left my body unprovoked. <laughs> I was like, oh. you texted you texted me interception. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this motherfucker acting different. <laughs> Absolutely, I was kicking it too. And niggas looked at me the entire. I promise you, I was like, oh, and literally, and everybody looked at the screen and they looked at me and they were like, what? Because <laughs> because your brand is a couple things, but not giving a fuck about sports <laughs> and or clever. men's business is a very part of that niggas brand. looked at me niggas looked at me and they were just like oh okay this is you're into it okay like all right alex like we see you and i'm like yeah bro i was like listen i don't know where that came from but i was proud because when we didn't win that coin flip i was like all right guys pack it up time to take no, it listen everybody in the stadium everybody in the world because that happened to the chiefs a week before they had a great game went to overtime they won the coin flip came and marched right down the field like the saints were marching in and other team even touched the ball. Yeah. So so yeah. when they when you know it was when they won the coin flip, nigga, the stadium cheered like they had just won the game. Yeah. And the sports announcers were talking shit and everything. And they was like, you know, this is still a great season for the Bengals, and I can't wait to see what happens next year. Wah, wah, wah. And I was just like, no, fuck that. I said we are still on the fucking field. And that's how I knew. I was like, oh, Alex, you might be emerging into a sports fan because you were invested. Like, <laughs> You're talking like, shit back like, hell no, listen, we won't go. Like, the irony here, right? The irony here is I am more of a basketball fan than a football fan. I can't stand watching football. Like, this was hard. 
But I think I started getting into it when I saw a team that I'm connected with being successful. So I felt the need to support it. And it was fun to watch. Like, I'm like, okay, I see a two-point conversion. Okay. Like, I'm starting the little things that y'all been telling me over the years are starting to click a little bit. So I'm like, Dog, oh, my God. Don't let, don't let so it get like, to the oh point where God, I got I get it. <laughs> like if I if it gets to the point where I ain't gotta put shit in like Beyonce and music terms for you to understand it, I may not know that's half our content. <laughs> oh my right. Like what the fuck are we gonna talk about? But like I'm so serious, like I'm starting to understand the game of sports. <laughs> You're really... not there yet, because then you call it the game of sports, but you know, you but baby is, steps. Like, baby you know steps. Like I'm starting to outside of just the camaraderie of watching sports with people, right? I'm starting to see the the game and irony is that because i'm starting i understand the business aspects of sports now i actually want to know how the game is played which i know is very ass backwards like typically people are introduced because they like the sport and then they want to know the technicalities behind the scenes and how things play i got to see like the back end side so now i want to be on the court now i want to go see it up close person so one of my goals this year is to go see a professional game like, I've been to a Bengals game eons ago, but actually I think next year I'll probably get into, like, tailgating more and going to an actual game and freezing my ass off to be in pit. Do you understand the first cold-ass Bengals game I go to, I'm going to be mad as fuck? I mean, yeah, because, again, me and Beloved, would talk, we talked for, uh, for a couple years about going to a game or something, and then she was like, but well, we got to go before November. And I'm like, those are the most expensive tickets. I'm also, like, those are the most expensive tickets. I know that this is very, very, very premature, but I am praying to sweet Jesus, if I have any kind of pool, that you see something coming is somewhat tempered this year. Bro, like, please. Listen. We have for, had to suffer. We are, I know, listen, between both of us, we could reach somebody who could reach somebody, right? Like, listen. I know y'all did this the first year because that was the anniversary and shit. That was the bicentennial and that was when y'all found it. That first year where y'all did it in November, cool, whatever. It, that second year, what was the reason? What was the reason? What, what was the purpose? What was and, the reason? What and honestly, reason? we got lucky because that one wasn't as cold as it was supposed to be. Oh my God. But it was still freezing. By the time we left tailgate and we were walking back to my car, I was oh I was uh, and, every, and every I think everyone realized like oh yeah the the, the drunkenness started wearing off. Listen, oh, October cold, is homecoming season. I don't know why you niggas try to make get I, cute and do it in September or do it in November. Do it in baby, October. I would love. Oh this this year I plan on as come on Omicron numbers need to get with the fucking program. Like we need to go ahead with go ahead. But listen. I literally want, I'm going to all the, bro, I am owed a couple homecomings. So yes, there are a few that I, I would like to visit as an adult. Um, but I also have vacations planned during homecoming season. I don't know who the fuck I think I am, but we'll see. We'll see. But I, UC's homecoming, I'm praying is a little warmer. So that's it. That, if I had any complaints, but, um, Anyway, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> Listen, and, and often it depends on homecoming is actually dependent on the football schedule because the team tries to pick a weekend where it has a home game against either a rival or an easy ass opponent that can win because don't, don't nobody want to go to a homecoming and then a weekend ruin because y'all took an L, right? So it's like, yeah, that's it. So it's dependent on that. So we won't know until they release the schedule. Um, also, quick, um, while we're talking about Cincinnati sports, I know you. I saw you tweet out, you know, to tell everybody take their PTO for opening day, and yeah. I appreciate it. However, the, the the baseball season is is in jeopardy of being delayed a bit 
because of the lockout that the players and the owners have in Major League Baseball. So I would I would just suggest keep because I don't want my 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 niggas to take off the thirty first and then open the day ain't until like April fifteenth or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like make sure wait till they wait till they announce that the season's on and that the games are going on before you go ahead and put your PTO request. Speaking as someone who, because of my eye surgery, I was in the negatives for PTO, and I got hoed out of several days of pay because I was too new to accrue the time to pay for my surgery. So, oh, damn. Fam, and, and, and I listen, where I work at is common practice for the industry, but I've never seen this shit. Mm-hmm. We have our, you know, the, the typical holidays, but they force you to take PTO on the holidays instead of just giving it to niggas. See, hell no. Nah. Hell right. nah. Hell nah. Right, Hell nah. right. You feel me? Because I'm over here like, I, when y'all do that shit? Obviously, they, so, you know, they give more PTO days than, like, normal. They, they, tell me, they told me amount of PTO days. I'm like, oh, shit. Then it was like, oh, I, nine of them are already spent because I got to automatically use them. Fuck me up. But, again, because of my, because of my surgery, and I'm, I'm thankful, this is a, a huge first world problem. I, I understand that. But, you know, because I was outside of my 90 days, but I, but I hadn't accrued enough. Damn, you know, they, 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 I, I basically paid to be off for MLK Day. <laughs> Actually, I paid to be off for MLK Day, too, simply because my company didn't, they didn't offer it off. So I took it off and I made it blatantly like that was my right of protest. I took MLK Day off. And then now nah. another girl that I work with, a black woman I work with. She posted something on her LinkedIn for um, Black History Month. She posted something on her LinkedIn for Black History Month. And now I got, um, and now we're going to start doing initiatives. And I'm like, yes, I love that. You guys see it. You're paying attention. I appreciate that. Like, I, I really do appreciate that. You like know, what I'm saying? I just don't feel like white people should get MLK or Juneteenth off. That's, that's my own personal biases that I got to work on. I just feel like y'all should get that day off. <laughs> Probably. Like, like y'all getting the day off feels like MLK tweeting about MLK, like or, or the FBI tweeting how much they want to remember MLK. Y'all killed him. <laughs> Juneteenth is a holiday because of the shit y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get canceled, so I ain't gonna say what, it, what my first thought is, but imagine... <laughs> Imagine you getting the day off for some shit you did to some other people. You know why Britain doesn't have an Independence Day? Because everyone else's Independence Day is an Independence Day event. Oh, my God. <laughs> Britain is like the corporate headquarters of racism. <laughs> Calvin. Like, I realized, I was like, damn, Brit- like, great. You know, the UK don't really have an Independence Day. They have all these other holidays, but they don't have an Independence Day. Because everyone else's Independence Day is like, we got rid of you niggas. Like, this is nuts. <laughs> you know how racist you gotta be in, in, in the UK for the United States like we need to make our own country I'm dead <laughs> like what the I'm fuck dead. actually there's a couple places in Ohio that are so racist that the white people don't like each other either so I won't go into too many details but it's literally yeah so anyway, listen racism yeah man go ahead go ahead girl anyway. cause I, get on, I can get on my soapbox so we don't need no, that today so, but you asked the question. I think it's great. How should we feel about white companies partnering with black creators? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, 
you know, because I was thought, you know, this is a conversation I mean, Beloved was talking about. Like, it's great that Target got their Black History section. They, you know, what I'm saying they 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 collab, but I'm not giving y'all my money during Black History Month. I'm giving to the. I'm like, my money is for the niggas strictly for the niggas. <laughs> but I was, I, I also feel, you know, I don't want to like hate on the creators that got the opportunity partner with Target. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm a little conflicted. So I was, I was, I was it was a legitimate question. I was asking you. I don't. Okay, here's my thing. As a black community, I think there it is here to partner with local black creators, and there's your community. I think that sometimes it's okay to think global, and if you know now is the time. If you want that, you know that luxury black owned item, hell yeah! Now is the perfect time. Black History Month, so. When I walk in the stores and I see shit on the shelves, the, you know what I'm saying, the on the shelves of Target, like Blackish, and it's not from a black creative. You know what I mean? Cause like, the shit, like, like the shit that Bath and Bodies Work did, where they just put yeah. their old candles and shit in Kente cloth or something. I'm like, get the, get the, like they fuck have a watermelon lemonade, like they have a watermelon lemonade candle on the Black History Month stand. Like, get the fuck, come on, man. Like, come now, on. Every single month, some of these companies show they, ass. Well, they show their asses sometimes. So, but also Target, and you have to shout out Target. They have, they absolutely support Black-owned brands and Black-owned founders and CEOs. Like, they absolutely, with products, like, actually, um, shout out to Sylvia Brownlee. She just got her products put into Target recently. Like, they support us. They do. And for a lot of these, for a lot of brands, Target was the first, like, shelf to market, you know what I mean, opportunity. Like, that was the first time they got to see their ad and their product in a store. That's huge. That's monumental. So and at I, that I point, agree with you that. Stop being, at that point, you stop being like a small business, and now you have an entire, like, small little enterprise you got going on. That's huge. Like, that's huge. So I, I shout out to Target for that, but they still have a way. They are still a major corporation themselves, and they still have a way of saying still niggas. So on one hand, I... Shout out to them for get, doing that, but also I take issue with some like some of these Black History Month ass fake ass initiatives. I get it. It's the shuck and drive. It's the two step. It's the hey, we got y'all. It's exactly that's exactly what it is. It is a we got y'all. I'm <laughs> fucking insecure. You, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 like you know what I mean. So, but I don't want to like. I'm never gonna stop. I'm never gonna hate on. Well, I'm 95% not gonna hate on any Black person getting the back, right? Like. There's some bags that ain't worth it. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's some dreams money can't buy. But if, if you black and you get in the bag and you're not cooning for it, I ain't going to hate you. But, just, but, you know, I just, I'm not giving the target my money. Because even though y'all doing this dope shit, y'all still taking a cut. Y'all ain't just doing this shit out of the kindness of your fucking heart. It's like, you know what I mean? So that's just, that was just my thought process. Because I, you know, I felt, you know, I felt a little conflicted or whatever. So I wanted yeah, to, you know. Yeah, like, I feel like sometimes intentions and impact, right? Like this is what yeah. we what we bump ourselves up against all the time. Intentions and impact. Impact. And so now it okay, I see what you're trying to do here, but it's still Like you, the good news is you came a long way. The bad news is you went the wrong way. Yeah, that shit gets fucking exhausting. Like and as black people it 
And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes as a black person, I get tired of having to say, well, at least you tried. Like, no, sometimes you can ex- and like try better you can can just no just get it right just get it right right. we don't do that with pilots especially because you do realize exactly pilots do not get the option to not have to have a bad day like if i fly if i fly to las vegas and this motherfucker lands me in sacramento i don't go well at least you fly at least you got me somewhere no nigga get me to where i said i needed to go right that's how i feel that's exactly how I feel. I but you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, every month I pour into my community and the people around me as I celebrate. Every month I do something with kiddo. Every month I make it special. But like Black History Month in February, and I hate to say this, like of course Black History Month is every month. Black History Month is every month. But let's be real, let's be human about it. We all live extremely busy and occupied lives. And the same people day. who say Black History Month is every month is all the same people like every day's Valentine's Day when you got someone. No, it's not. No, it's, like, no, it's not. Sometimes you need a reason to pause for the cause. And I mean, not even a reason to pause for the cause. That's not what I'm trying to say. A reminder to pause for the cause. And moments and celebrations. Yes, Black History Month is going to be special. Yes, Black History Month. I should do a little extra in my community. Yeah, like, like just like, I'm, I listen, you're supposed to love your girl. You're supposed to love your partner every day. But for certain days, you got to just do more, right? You just got to kind of just, you know, celebrate, you know, put, you know, put the extra time and effort in. Like, yes, I'm, I love you every day. Every day, do I take you to a, like a fucking roof, Chris? No. Do I take you to a fancy ass every day? Do I, you know what I'm saying, do all this extravagant shit? No, because guess what? I have limited resources. <laughs> and even the rich niggas that all y'all claim y'all they have, <laughs> do not do that shit every single day. Stop playing in my face. Right. Just like stop playing like Black History Month. Yeah, we acknowledge our Black history every single day because we live this shit. But also, sometimes you gotta remind a motherfucker. And guess what? We are reminding motherfucker. Or sometimes, I love being black, so don't take this to just right. Oh, girl, you about to say some bullshit? No, I'm not. I am not. Sometimes. And I love being black. And it's obviously a huge part of who I am. I love it. I love, specifically, I love being a black woman. And I can go into gushing about black women, but then, like, it's going to sound like I'm trying to. So we're just going to, we're going to skip that part. But sometimes I don't want that to be the only thing. Like, it's a huge thing, but it's not the only thing. And having to constantly remind people that I am a black person in the room so you to watch their fucking mouth like having to always have that guard up all the time especially because of course i'm the minority in, in my office i'm the minority in a lot of the little situations that i'm in. and we're doing the work to bridge that gap i will say on but you're still there there's still a lot of conversations that need to be had and the labor and the input of bringing those initiatives and the changes that need to be happen has to come from you as the only person you have to check these blind spots and you also have to hope and pray that you're in an environment that invites the kind of critique without being made to feel like, oh, here goes the loud black girl again. So I know that I teeter-totter with that and I'm glad that I'm in an environment, especially professionally. Like, of course, white people gonna white, but I'm in an environment where if something is extremely uncomfortable, I can say something. 
And that's the part that, and I can say something comfortably and knowing that my issue will be addressed with depression, my issue will be addressed and there will be no blame placed or, and I won't be made to feel bad for having a problem with the way that I was handled and feeling like it was something about my race. And I've had to have that conversation, unfortunately. And it made me feel extremely uncomfortable. But that behavior got fixed and an apology was administered and I got to say exactly what I needed to say. And it made me feel like, damn, okay. It made me feel like, okay, there was a mistake that happened here, but y'all saw where I was coming from and you attempted to make some equity. Can't fix it, but you can create a safer environment. And that is what I was asking for. It's hard for me to sit here and say, especially during a global pandemic in the middle of this fucked up ass economy, to say, I want to see somebody fired. That, that, like, that's hard for me. Especially because I'm in the business of getting people hired. It's contradictory to who I am and some of my values. So if this is a coachable moment, I'm going to take the opportunity to maybe tug your, tug your ear. Like, not teach you a lesson because I'm nobody's, like, I've, I'm nobody's fucking teacher. But, and I don't hold that kind of rank. But in anybody's life, not that if, I, I don't feel like, I don't have that false sense of self-support. But if I have an opportunity to tell you that, like, that's going to cause a problem for you later down the line, and if I have, you, this needs to be a learning moment, I don't have a problem giving or because you can tell it, when people are teachable and you can tell when people aren't, right? Like, we can kind of, right. like, there's plenty of time where you, beloved, other people have been like, stop talking to that person. They're not, they not, they not, they're committed to misunderstanding you. They're, they're not going to learn. They're just wasting your energy. You're wasting your breath. And there's time where it's like, no, nah, like, you can actually get through to somebody. It's just trying to be, yeah, d- discern which is which. You know what I mean? So. And all it gives is that, and I'll know immediately with the feedback that you give me about me telling you that what your actions were made me uncomfortable. Now your intentions can, didn't have to be racist or, you know, object, you know what I mean? Or prejudice. It could be a blind spot. All right. So maybe I'm just exposing a blind spot for you. But if you hit me back with some absolute bullshit out of your mouth and you say something fucking crazy to me, I'm taking this to hell. I don't have time for it. The, the, the road to hell is often paved with good intentions. Yeah, and certain things you need to just be getting right. So I'm glad that I'm in an environment that invites that. So cool. Awesome. Um, so you had a question. You said, who has done the best rebrand in history and why is it Kimmy? I don't so, watch Jimmy Kimmel. Fine. That's, so, okay. So Jimmy Kimmel, you know, late, you know, he a late night show host. He done, he, he done, he done did, you know, Oscars and, he, he, Jimmy Kimmel is basically the white Kevin Hart. <laughs> if I can, if I can distill it in a phrase, Jimmy Kimmel is like the white Kevin Hart. I'll be honest. And, Kevin Hart is every fucking character. That nigga has. So is Jimmy Kimmel. Between Kevin Hart and Sweetie, I don't know who the. I didn't realize I needed all of these products. So. You know, I, I, you know what? I, I, just, I see. Your Kevin Hart and Sweetie, and I raise you, your Snoop Dogg and Shaq, because them motherfuckers. Bro, ain't... bro, Shaq sells every fucking thing, bro. And Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's life is just a bunch of random generated moments. You want to know who also does a lot of like endorsements and like voiceovers? Ben Rain. 
He got that deep walk. He got that deep, yeah, like, like that all state nigga like voice. voice. Yeah, he got a lot of like voice acting in him. I'm like, God damn, them niggas stay paid. But so Jimmy Kimmel, you know what I'm saying? He like white Kevin Hart got a late night, got a late night show on ABC, hosted Oscars. Like, but I realized this, and this actually came from Twitter. For those who are listening, I want you to Google or YouTube the man show. Okay, and, hold on. Yeah, so so I'm gonna give you some time to Google the man show, right? Okay, and just and just and just get a little synopsis of what that was. Okay, the man show. Okay, so it looks like it was a hour <laughs> comedy show, according to Wikipedia. It was a half hour comedy show focused on things men enjoy beer, women. Oh, okay. All right. You feel me? And like, so, if, oh, so this was just some raunchy ass, like, it, it sounds like a bunch of men, like college men who never grew the fuck up. Like, this sounds like a variety. Basically, show like, it's, 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 it's a lot of big, Lebas- big Lebowski energy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it just sounds like a bunch of, like, just overgrown frat boy shit. And, like, they, and some of the skits they had, like, they wouldn't have got canceled in 2022. They may have gotten arrested. Like, <laughs> and and I'm not saying this to hate on Jimmy Kimmel, even though Jimmy Kimmel did blackface for a skit on that show once. All right, he dressed up as Carl Malone, <laughs> and I'm not even mad because fuck that's Carl Malone. Funny. And if you and if you that's know, you funny. know that's not funny. Because fuck Carl Malone. Carl Malone's exactly. a uh, fuck a because terrible person. Because it was Carl Malone, that's what makes it funny. But it's still like, bro, that was inappropriate as fuck. Like, you feel me? Like, and it's he like it, 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 it's conflicting. Like, like it re, he resurfaced. He had apologized. Like he he Harlem shade through a blackface scandal. They almost got Drake out of here, and Drake uh, half black. <laughs> so I, mean, I just you know I'm not hating. I'm just noticing because you know uh, it, it 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 jogged my mind. I'm like I'm seeing, I'm remember watching some of the videos. I'm like. This man really rebranded to the point where he could bring out um, Quinta Brunson's old uh, elementary school teacher that Abbott Elementary is named out of, and it'd be like a heartwarming story. You're like, this motherfucker really hard on Chuck for this. So, <laughs> so that's why I say I put my vote for Jimmy Kimmel having the best rebrand in American history. Listen. The second I... one may be Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop, listen, Snoop Dogg took a picture of Martha Stewart, and Martha Stewart was a convicted felon. <laughs> the fact that Snoop Dogg may be a little bit more wholesome than Martha Stewart is funny as fuck. Like Snoop beat his case, Martha Stewart name be hers. Listen, <laughs> like you know, it, like Snoop. Just, again, like I think the reason I want money is because I just want to be able to live my life the way Snoop lives his life. Where it just clear that whatever he decides to do, he just has enough money and influence to just say fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Like. He could he could host he could he could you know headline the Super Bowl halftime show be on Law and Order SVU sells hot dogs with the name Snoop's Dogs do all type turn Rasta for a minute make a gospel album he just do whatever the fuck he wants and and everyone's okay with it because it's like oh that's that's Snoop I want that type of money I just want the freedom that comes with that sort of money you know that's honestly. Me with money, like money, money. I just want to take care of my people. And I'm sure he does that. Like he and Snoop definitely gets back to the his 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 hood and his community. 
He sponsors a bunch of like little, little league football and baseball and basketball teams. He does that. And I think I just no, listen. no, and I'm not saying that, but like that's the aspect of of it that I'm talking about. Like that's all like the massively, massively. This is what we do it for a successful Alex wants to take care of the people in his life. That's it. And I do it now in the very small ways, but like the big ways, I can't wait. That's what I, I think. Wait. I think I think for freedom and being able to look out for the people that you care for are really the only positives for having that sort of money, right? Everything else just seems. Seems like it gets old or it just seems like a problem. You know what I mean? Like, but just a freedom to kind of do whatever you want. Like, you know, today, you know what I'm saying? I ain't have a, uh, I ain't, I've had like 20 minutes to myself today because, because I am, a, I am working for the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a freedom to do that. And just a freedom to be like, you know what? You, 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 you need somebody for your business? Cool. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. I do it. Oh, uh, you need, you need some, you, right. you in a jam for some shit that you, you don't, fuck it. I do it. You know what I'm saying? That sort of money. Right. So, like, you know. Just right. a little jealous, but you know, we're gonna get there eventually. <laughs> Calvin, do you mind if I end this on a positive note? Um, yes, after I say this, um, okay. gonna, I'm gonna I'm throw, throw the live up, right? Okay. We are recording this on the ultimate Tuesday. And yes, I know it's Wednesday, motherfuckers. We are recording this on um two two twenty-two. Um have a Baltimore nigga say that three times fast. Um <laughs> But we, so I'm saying, so this is just Ultimate Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get Greek for like five seconds. Shout out to all my deuce clubs all across the world. Our oh. day. Sh- <laughs> shut up. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just shout, shout out to all the deuces all across the nation, man. 222. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we here. So I'm going to leave that up to you just to, to, to explain why that means something in the spiritual realm and all of those good things. <laughs> you have the floor, madam. So not even just so much that but it's just a very magical day today is such a magical day so two days ago we had a moon and it's finally visible and it's happening on a, on a day that is numerically magical as well and it's just a really good day to step your step into your power a little bit it's a perfect day it is the day to write down your intention followed by the affirmation like this is your walk you're talking it now walk it like and I think that's how I set up when I do my new moon rituals, when I do these kind of rituals, like, I, you get deep. And now's the time to start telling yourself exactly what you want, exactly how you want to go get it, exactly what it's going to go look like. Exactly. I can't wait to hang up this fucking phone and sit at my altar, <laughs> like, for a couple hours and write down some intentions and, and just let it, let myself be magical for a little bit. Because we are, we are so much energy. There's so much power, and I love days like this. I love really, really, really just, you know, step your little, your little manifestation bag. Grab your crystals, charge your crystals, sit at your candles, write down your words. Like, do whatever you got to do to make sure that you recharge yourself in order to continue to get up, get to this grind, and that you are putting forth all the effort and using all the tools in your tool belt to manifest that beautiful, beautiful life. Today is one of those days we get to really believe in magic, and I enjoy every bit of it. So, it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace and blessings, yo. and thank you. I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone, score. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo, about to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo. Girl, that pic you posted, I swear. Seen your nipples through your t-shirt. 
Yo nigga lost, I'm a rebound About to pull up on your ass skirt I remember you from way back You was twerking at the kickback Would've tried to shoot my shot, but you